Welcome to the City Church Podcast. We hope that you will be abundantly blessed by this message. If you would like to find out more about the city, please log on to our website, www.thecity.sg. Of our failures. God in the midst of our failures. I don't know about you, but we've all failed before. I've uh, failed before. And failure really, you know, is no big deal if we've got no fear of failure. But the problem in the world today is that a lot of us are fearful of failure, which is why we don't try. Amen. The fear of failure cripples us. I, uh, I remember before and I went for my driving class, the thought of the car moving almost crippled me. And, and, and my leg was shaking. I don't know about you, but when I was like, you know, it's a fear of failure. Are you okay? I'm, I'm super conscious when, when I'm speaking and people are like smiling also. Did I, 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 I zip myself? It's the fear of failure. And, and yes, there was once, I'll be super transparent, that's who I am. It was, uh, was, was, was Christmas Day and uh, my family was over at my place. And, were, and Jason Coins were laughing. And so I said, what's up? And... Uh, then it was Titus who came over and said, you didn't, Dad, you didn't zip up. And I said, come on, just tell me I didn't zip up. There's no need for So now when they do this to me, I was a bit conscious. Just a little bit conscious. Just the fear of failure with all these guests in the house. I was thinking to myself, oh dear, I hope I, I zip up. But praise God, I checked. I didn't. But fear, we all struggle with fear. In fact, someone said fear, F-E-A-R, is uh, false evidence appearing real. But fear is very real. Fear cripples us and, and uh, fear, fear stops us from, uh, from doing what we're called to do. I remember before I was asked to speak in a youth group a long time ago, uh, I remember as a young boy at four or five years old in kindergarten when my teacher asked me to, to say my name in class. I grew up stuttering. And... And I froze for a minute. I couldn't say my name. And that left the mark in my life that I, that, that I struggled for a long, long time. And so when I was giving a public address, I was like frozen. I couldn't even speak because that's what fear does. Fear cripples us. And all of us struggle with fear. In fact, um, there is a website, if you don't know, uh, called phobialist.com. Phobia list, and I think it's still live. And phobialist.com lists 500 human fears. Do you know that there are 500 human fears that people actually experience? In fact, it is estimated that you know at least uh, 10 20% of uh, the, po- the population of the world battle with chronic fear. We're fearful. If you don't believe, and you know, I found some of the fears that we all struggle with. All right, and uh, let's do a test. You might know some of these words. You may not know some of these words, but it's all on phobialist.com. All right, the first word on the list, all the scholars here, you may answer. Shuen said, I need, to, I need to single him out and say he's a scholar. So, Shuen, we have, we have a few scholars in the midst. But the first word up on the screen is the word claustrophobia. What's that? No. <laughs> The fear of Santa Claus. Yes. Wrong. <laughs> okay, what else do we have? The fear of? 
The fear of small of confined space. Amen. You got it. What about dentophobia? The fear of dentists. You are right. We've got a few dentists here. Don't, don't see them because you'll be afraid. Fear of dentists. And you froze up whenever you are in the dentist chair. For some reason, I love to go to see dentists because we've got, and because two members of our church are my dentists, I love to go and see them because they make me feel so comfortable, alright? So I love our dentists, yay. There's no dental phobia in my life. But what about this? Next word on the screen, I can't pronounce it, the, the scholars can help, can help me out. Pentaroph, pentaraphobia. What's this? Good try, Titus. And scholars, anyone... This is uh, true for, for, you know, at least 50% of uh, the people here. The f- clue, clue. It's, 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 it's a relational fear. It's, it's, it's a fear of, that's got to do with people. You Google, right? It's the fear of your mother-in-law. And it's a real fear. And I'm discerning right now that there are some people in this church who have got to have a freedom session at the end. This fear of your mother-in-law. We have a few people here who are trained in cleansing stream and RTF. You can look for them. They'll free you from the fear of your mother-in-law. Hallelujah. All right, next, we've got, uh, next up, homilophobia. That's not difficult. What's this? Good try, but wrong, Wesley. What's a homily? It's a, f- no, close? Cl- close, No. It's the fear of sermons, fear of listening to sermons. It's the fear of a homily. And I'm sensing right now that perhaps that some of you, you are wondering where is Daniel going and you're just so afraid that he will take a long time. No, I'll take less than 25 minutes. There's no fear of sermons. But then the, the, the next one, if you can get it without Google's help, you, know, you, you will get a kiss from me. Right? So next up... I can't even pronounce this. Arachibotirophobia. What's this? Fear of what? Of no hair? No. No. Huh? Walking? No. All right. If you Google, it comes up. All right. Wikipedia actually has that. You know, and it comes out on, on top when you Google it. All right. Wikipedia. 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 It's okay. It's okay. All right. You may want to... I'll give you permission for... 30 seconds to Google. It's the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. And there's such a fear. And people actually battle with arachibutyrophobia. It's the fear of peanut butter sticking to your mouth. Now, but this is just comic relief. I can't tell jokes like Mr. Andre Tanya. But, you know, we all struggle with fear, right? There's no question that fear is real. In fact, the Bible is not silent on the subject of fear. Fear In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, we all know this verse. Those of us who have been in church for some time. In, uh, it says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind. God hasn't given us the spirit of fear. Do you know fear is a spirit? And uh, if you are fighting chronic fear, if there are constant phobia in your life, I've got good news for you. The God that I serve hasn't given you that fear. In fact, God wants to give us 
the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And that's the God that we serve. But fear is very real. The word fear in that passage comes from the Greek word phobas or phobias, which we all get the word phobia, which means running scared. And if you are fighting with fear every single day, I've got great news for you. God wants to remove that fear from your life. And we all fight with, with fear. It's not just, uh, it's not just a, something that a young child goes through, but even, even in, in your 70s, the fear of loneliness is a real fear. All right, the fear of my children not taking care of me in my old age, that's a real fear. The fear of me being a burden to my kids, that's a fear. And a lot of older people fight these fears every single day. Uh, the fear of not being able to provide for my family. Husbands go through that. And we all battle with fear. And, and, and sometimes fear drives us to do things that we don't want to do because of fear. But I've got great news this morning. God wants to free us from the spirit of fear. Yeah. Whether you are a Christian, whether you are seeking God, we can be free from fear. And the, the Bible has got so much to, to talk about fear that actually there are over 365 fear knots in the Bible. One for every day. God says to us, fear not, fear not, fear not. So how do we battle with fear? How do we come against the fear in our lives? So there are a lot to talk, to talk about, but I want to zoom in on just one area of fear that uh, is very real in my life when I was growing up. And uh, share a few thoughts, a, a few principles, and hopefully... Uh, this can be applied to every area of our lives, whether it's the fear of spiders or the fear of speaking or the fear of your mother-in-law. All right, but one of the biggest fears in my life while I was growing up is the fear of failure. And I believe that there are a lot of us here in this room you can identify with that, especially when you grew up in Singapore, you're afraid to fail. Because when you fail, in your mind, you thought that people would label you and call you a failure. So I battled with the fear of failure. In fact, for many years, even into my Christian life, I battled with the fear of failure. When I was pastoring a youth group, I was so afraid to fail after I speak that on Monday, and it was the worst day of my life, because on Monday was when I feel like I'm, I, I'm a failure. Not because uh, people didn't respond to my sermon, but because of that one face I saw in the crowd who fell asleep when I was speaking, and I said, I failed. To engage the person. And, you know, and so I was constantly battling with failure. When we planted this church, I was thinking to myself, wow, I gave up a big youth group to plant. And, I, and, and after a few years, we were struggling in a different areas. Now, the church was growing, but the fear of failure causes us to look at areas that you know, isn't doing well, right? And, and rather than to, to, set, to celebrate the areas that are doing well. So the fear of failure is like, God... How come you know, we're not doing well in the, in, the children's, in, in the children's group or in the youth ministry? So the fear of failure. Until one day, God gave, just gave me a powerful experience you know, of Him as my father, right? And you've heard this story before, but for the, for the sake of those who are, who are new, it was a Sunday morning, the speaker spoke on God as our father. I came on stage, I was crying. The speaker came around me and gave me a hug, and I saw a vision of myself in the father's arms as a young little toddler. And for the first time, I was feeling secure, safe. All the fears uh, just start to, dis to dissipate from my life. You know, and all the confidence that I have you know, as a child of God came into my life. And that day, and that day, I didn't just know Jesus as my Savior. I knew God as my Father. 
you know, and all the fears left. And, I, and to be honest, all the fears left, especially the fear of failure. And no longer do I try very hard to prove myself. No longer am I trying uh, to make people like me. But all I wanted to be from that day onward is, God, I just want to obey you radically. Speak to me. And I just want to obey you radically. I tell you, the fear of failure would, would rob us of amazing testimonies from our lives. Because if you read all the exploits in the Bible, you have got to overcome fear. One of my favorite stories was Peter walking on water. All right, and all the disciples were afraid. All. Even Peter was afraid, right? If you read the story, that, uh, they, Jesus sent them ahead in the boat. There was a storm. And uh, for some reason, Jesus chose to stay behind, right? And it was midnight. It was dark. And, uh, and the storms were rocking the boat. The disciples were so afraid. And then they saw from a distance a bright light. Jesus was walking on water towards the 12 disciples in the boat. And they were all afraid. They were all sinking. But now they saw a ghost and they were even more afraid. And Peter then said to uh, Jesus, if this is really you, Lord, ask me to come to you. Now, that's a strange request. I, I wouldn't recommend us to do that. Because what, is, what, is, what does it mean to walk on water towards Jesus? But Peter had to overcome, first of all, the fear of drowning. He's a fisherman. He knows exactly what, what it's, it's like to, to drown. Because, he, you know, a lot of people probably in those days drown in stormy seas. And then the fear of ghosts. And he said, if that's really you, bid me to come. And Peter overcame fear and walked towards Jesus. And today, he's the only man apart from Jesus Christ who's ever walked on water. Because he overcame fear. Now, he was, was he fearful? He was fearful. Now, even the great apostle fought with fear. Was Jesus afraid to die? Of course he was afraid. He was actually, he was actually arguing with uh, the Father. Uh, no, he was actually negotiating, God, if, this is, uh, if it's okay, let this cup pass by me. Right? If you remember, in the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, but yet he says, yet not my will, but your will be done. And he overcame fear and he became an example for all of us. And all the amazing stories in the Bible was because people, believers, chose to overcome fear and to create a story. What will happen if all of us in this room learn how to overcome our fears and make our life an epic story? And that's my goal as a pastor for this church. I don't want any one of us just to live life and let time pass us by and at the end of your life, you just say, I'm a good Christian. I come on Sunday, I, I fill a seed, I give my tithe, I say my prayer, I raise great kids and that's it. Now, that's a good life. But my prayer for us as a congregation is, let's go beyond just living a good life. Amen. Let's make our life an epic story that we attempted something that people said can't be done and we are fearful but we overcome that fear and it happened. And that's the kind of life that we should all go for, especially all the baptism candidates. Some of us, you know, perhaps overcame fear of our parents' approval and you took the step of faith. I remember when I was baptized, I didn't tell my parents. They were here. <laughs> they are here. I was so afraid, but I'm so glad I did because I believe my step of faith and obedience actually brought God's blessings and salvation to my whole household because I chose to obey God over pleasing men. But it, there was a fear. So the fear of failure is very real. So how do we overcome the fear of failure? Let's read from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. 
on the screen, please. And this is Paul writing. And Paul is no stranger to uh, fear. He's no stranger to hardship. No stranger to failures. Paul said, we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are, we, we are persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. What's the point here? Paul, the great apostle, you know, who wrote the main bulk of the New Testament, who planted so many churches, he had gone through hardship. He said, I failed many times. I've been in despair. I've been abandoned. I've been hard-pressed on all sides. I know failures. I know challenges. I know things in my life that I've got to battle with. And yet, I'm not perplexed. I'm not pers- I, I'm not, uh, I don't feel abandoned. I don't feel destroyed. What's the point here? The first thing that all of us must know, today, you must know this for a fact. This is not a prophetic word because this is common sense. <laughs> that all of us, will fail. In fact, that's how we, come to know Christ, how we come to know Christ. The Bible says, for all have sinned. All have failed. So the very fact that we are believers this morning is first of all to acknowledge that, hey, we're failed. We're failed to please God with our good life. We're failed to know God with, uh, with education. We're failed to understand God. We've all missed the mark. We've all failed. That, and that's the beginning of our walk with God, to acknowledge, God, I fail. But failure is a fact. To fail is to be human. Amen? In, interestingly, James chapter 3, verse 2, in the New Living Translation, is translated, we, are, we all make many mistakes. See, failure is a fact of life. It may be hard for you to believe, but a lot of people who transform the world, whether it's believers or in entrepreneurship, businesses, doctors trying to discover cure for different things. Everyone has failed. The light bulb, we all know this story. Edison tried a thousand material you know, to light up the light bulb, right? to light up, to bring light. I'm not a physicist, so I don't know what's the language for, for that. He, he, he failed. You know, Ford failed trying to make cars. We've all failed. Failure is a fact in life. But do you know what? The difference between them and so many of us is that they recognize that failure is a part of life. We all fail. Everybody has failed somewhere at some time uh, in some things. Everyone has. In fact, we fail very often, not just one. Can I just prophesy over your life that you will fail more than once in your life? (laughs) And even those of us who are trying to please God, Christine gave a great word last Sunday. Uh, How many, many times have you failed trying to please God? Umpteen times, more times trying to, uh, fail trying to please God than, than pleasing God. Come on, am I true? Am I right? I mean, we struggle, we battle, and we all come back to God and say, God, I fell again. And that's what the Father loves. The Father just loves for us to confess our sin. It's not a religious duty we start, oh, I fell. No, it's just simply acknowledging that God, I fell. I need you. Amen. And can I say, we will all continue to fail until we die. Because the Bible says, interestingly, in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 20, in the Good News Version, and I was just doing some research, and it says, there is no one on earth who does what is right all the time and never makes a mistake. This is the wise King Solomon. At the end of his life, he made so many mistakes, and he says, there's no one on earth who does what is right all the time. Can I say this to this church? The city is not for perfect people. In fact, if you're imperfect this morning, you are, you are welcome. If you think that you are perfect, please don't join us. 
because we will make you Im- imperfect. So, please. But all of us have failed. From the Pope to Billy Graham to uh, the biggest pastors in the world, we have all failed. And in in, uh, in in the realm of sports, we all know that you know that 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 that, that the Hall of Famers, all right, those who are really in in uh, NBA, they have probably missed more shots than they make shots. They have failed. Baseball. I, I was trying to understand baseball with Steve Chua. His favorite team. Uh, some of you may, may know Steve. His fa- his favorite team was playing, and and uh, he was explaining to me the sports. And I said, those guys keep missing, <laughs> right? And I'm, I said, it's, it's, and if you make a few hits, that's like, wow, it's it's a big deal. So we all fail, but it's not about failing. It's about trying again when you fail. Amen. And that's my next point. We have to reject the fear of failure. Don't be afraid, but. Pick yourself up. Try again. I'm coming to a landing very, very, very soon. Because the fear of failure would cripple us, paralyze us. I want to make a few statements before I close. You're never a failure until you quit. You're never a failure. You must understand this, that failure is an event, not a person. Failure is not who you are. It's what you did. That is, and that has got to hit you like a truck. Because if you allow failure to to define you, you wouldn't try. You, You allow... People's words to define that you're a failure, but failure is not a person. Failure is just an event. You, do you know that there are people in our midst, I wouldn't single the person out, who failed driving six times. <laughs> I failed three times, not, on, not Andre. No, no, he, he passed first time. He's always a success. <laughs> Good to go on. Do you know that even after I passed my driving, when I went to driving school in the military, I failed three times. I was disqualified from driving in the military. They have a higher standard. But it's not that. It's because of the fear that I have for my instructor. My DIs were abusing my father, my mother, and me and spitting on my face. There was so much fear that I couldn't even drive. <laughs> exactly. All the officers here, can you stop all the hock and ping from scolding people? I mean, but it's true. Failure is an event, not a person. Failure is something you do, not something you are. There's a difference between failing and being a failure. Failure is a fact, of, to fail is the fact of life, not a way of life. If, if you don't believe me, uh, just look at the people around you. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a fact in life, but it doesn't have to be your way of life. Amen. And the key is this, as I close, and Ben on stage, please. How do we overcome it? Is when you fail, try again. Or in the words of John Maxwell, he has got a book called Fail Forward. Right? Don't fail backwards. Don't fail and, and sit down and don't move. Fail forward. Fail forward. When you fail, pick yourself up, try again. And to make this point legal, there are Bible verses. <laughs> 
two verses I, I want to share with you. The first verse was very interesting. This, to give you the context of Second uh, Chronicles chapter 15, King Asa was trying to bring reform to Israel. They were steeped in idolatry, and the people were worshipping stones and trees. And of course, to, to the Jewish religion, that was illegal. All right, so King Asa became king, and he, and he was trying to bring about reform, but, uh, but the people were hard against him. All right, and God raised up a prophet named Azariah. I'm so blessed to have prophets in our midst who speak life and give God's word. And in the days of the kings, likewise, God raised up prophets to encourage and to edify and to build up these kings. And so the prophet actually said, hey, keep, seek, keep uh, uh, seeking God and you will find him. But then the, then the, then the verse in verse 7 the prophet Ezra said to King Asa, but as for you, be strong and do not give up. Can you tell the person next and say, do not give up. Be strong for your work will be rewarded. Your work will be rewarded. There are some of you here, perhaps you are in business and you've been trying, you failed, you try, you failed. Be strong. Don't give up your work will be rewarded. There's some of you here who are trying to build a ministry and you fail, you try, you start, you fail. Don't give up. Your work will be rewarded. And some of you here, you have got challenges in your business. Don't give up. Fail forward. This is in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, Paul said this. In the context of giving or sowing seeds, he said in the next verse, please, in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, he says, let's not be weary in doing well or in doing good. See, it's oftentimes easy for us to be discouraged or to grow tired of well-doing, especially when the reward is slow in coming. And yet here Paul is saying, hey, don't grow tired in doing what is right, in doing good. Why? For at the proper time, or in the King James Version, it says in due season. I prefer the word due season because the due season will come in your life. It may not be due season yet. You may have to go through a time of winter, but I guarantee you, the Bible tells us that as often as, uh, as, often as that there's creation, there will be springtime harvest, and there will be fall, there will be winter. Winter, you may be in a winter season, but can I let you know that winter will pass, spring will come. For in due season, you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. Do you know that a lot of us, it's just a few days from the harvest, but you give up. A few months from the harvest, but you give up. The little two-letter words there, it's powerful. It, it sets the whole, it frames the whole verse. You will reap a harvest only if you do not give up. Some of us in our walk with God, you're at the brink of giving up. You're saying, is this real, God? Look around you. It's real for Daniel Trust, real for Andre, real for Mel, real for Axel, real for Jason. You look around, but you say, God, I can't feel you. I can't find you. I can't know you. I don't know where you are. Keep doing good. Keep coming, keep reading the Bible, keep knowing Him, keep going for Bible study, keep going for life groups. I tell you, if you keep doing what is good, don't grow weary. In due season, you will know Him. You will be found by Him. He will show up. He will encounter you. He will touch you. Some of you are waiting for God for a miracle in your body. You are sick. Keep receiving prayer. I have a friend, a, a mutual friend of Jason and myself, Bob Soggy, 20 years, seeking God for healing. And I tell you, if anyone else would have given up, he's from IHOP, Kansas, a, a, a city, and whenever he comes home and he sits in the prayer room, 
whenever there's a call for healing, he will still respond and say, God, I believe you are my healer. After 20 years, he couldn't speak. All right, he will whisper into his microphone you know, to try to speak. He's a great author, but he's still doing good. He's not giving up. He's still waiting for his due season. If you do not give up, it's the same in your work life, same in relationships, same in your marriage, same in different things. Hold on, don't give up. And that's how we overcome the fear of failure. If we do not give up, we will reap a harvest. Do you know what? The devil wants you to give up. Life wants you to give up. But God's word is very clear. And God is very clear. He doesn't want us to give up. Keep doing well. As I close, I want to give an example. Excel oh, come. When I, when I was growing up, this is what my pastor said about Daniel Chua. And this is a lifelong lesson. I was trying to look for that object lesson, but I couldn't find it at home because my kids are all growing up. But if you, but if you know this thing called Pu Ta Wong, or like uh, Pu Ta Wong, right? You know what's Pu Ta Wong? How do you say it in English for our English speaking friends? Pu Ta Wong. I don't know what, what that is called, right? Never falling doll. Never falling doll. Right, <laughs> no. But you know, my pastor used to say to Daniel. He says to me, Daniel, you are like a bounce back kid. You're a bounce back kid, and what that means is uh, the put awong. Say, for example, he's a put awong, right? All right. No matter how hard you push it, you push him down, he will bounce back. Psh, bounce back, kid. All right. No matter when you push him forward, he will bounce back. You push him backwards, he will bounce back. He's a bounce back kid. You know, left, right, center, he'll, all, he'll always bounce back. He, he doesn't fall. When, when I was pre- preparing for this word last night, I remember a sermon by my dear friend Nikki Rai Bodhi, and he talks about the eagle. And, and he says the eagle is the bird of all seasons. When, when the other birds will fly south, when the weather turns cold, the eagle stays where it is. It's a bird of all seasons. All right? And so when he was trying to explain that, that point, he used something really graphic. And he said, it's like the Statue of Liberty. It doesn't move. It stays where he is. So the sun will shine. The Statue of Liberty is still there. All right? The birds will come and poo on the Statue of Liberty. He's still standing there. It doesn't move. I tell you, friends, if you don't give up, you know, the life may come and do their business on you. Life happens. But it doesn't, but it, it doesn't move. It doesn't give up. That's who you are. There are so many stories in the Bible. Alright. Shama with a sword. Alright, he was called one of one one of the greats, you know, in uh, in uh, David's army. He was a you know when all the soldiers retreated, he was against the Philistines when he was outnumbered, he refused to move. His sword was fused to his hands and yet he refused to move. He was still like, and he was called a mighty man. Do you, do you, do you know what says about a mighty man from all of us? Refused to move. A bounce back kid. Never giving up. And that's who you are. I, I want to say that into your spirit, man. Close our eyes. Thanks, Axel. You move. <laughs> <laughs> but don't give up in our journey in knowing Jesus and making Him known don't give up in our journey to discover more of God don't give up 
Some of you, as teenagers, you grew up in a Christian home. You have heard all the stories, but your parents' faith are still becoming relevant. Keep pushing in. Don't give up. Some of you have responded to altar call time and time again. You want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You try. It doesn't happen to you. Don't give up. Some of you, you've tried to serve in different ministries. All right, you fail time and time again. Don't give up. Don't give up. Some of you tried business. You fail. You try again. You fail. Don't give up. Don't give up. Some of you are looking for your perfect job and you're trusting God for provision in your, in your life. Don't give up. And this morning, I'm speaking to your spirit, man. I'm saying to you, that you don't have to fear failure. You can take a risk. You can walk on water. You can make your life an epic story if you don't give up. If you don't give up. Let's all stand to our feet, please. Uh, let's sing a song and then I'll say a prayer.